Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm Brad Sykes alongside my good buddy Doug McCary coming to you live from the Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida. August 9th, Doug. It is August 9th. Are your kids starting back to school next week? They start this week. This week? This week. They start this week. In fact, uh, St. John's County starts this week. Um, not sure about you folks in Mississippi. By the way, again, a big welcome. We're going to do it all week to WMOX. Thank you for uh, allowing us to be broadcast uh, on your airwaves there. 10,000 watts of AM going out to northeast uh, East Central Mississippi and West Central Alabama. Hey, we, so since we got a new station out in Meridian, I mean, do you have any giveaways for anybody who can call in from that area? We yeah. just want we yeah. just want to know you're out there. Yeah, you know what? Uh, anybody that calls in today that's listening on WMOX. No, wait, don't give away my book. No, I'm the, I, I, no. <laughs> the gospel according to Jesus is what the next four uh, weeks we're kind of looking at. Yes. Um, so anyway. Um, well, let me give you a number you can call, right? 844-777-7928. isn't it? Or 28? No, it's 28. Eight four four. Okay, that seven, shows how seven, long, how much I give it out. I <laughs> yeah. don't give out that number very okay. much. Okay, if you're in Meridian, Mississippi, Doug's got a book for you. If you're listening on WMOX. if you're if uh, yeah, now I don't know how we would tell, you know. Well, they'll know. Okay, I mean, so <laughs> uh, call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight or seven 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 SWAT. Yeah. So anyway, it's a, a toll free call. Yep. And uh, we'll send you the gospel according to Jesus, what is authentic faith. That's what First we're talking caller. about this week, next week, and uh, the following weeks um, until we go through it. And this week we're looking at the sovereignty of God. And just if you're tuning in on WMOX for the first time, kind of the format of the program is we typically take the first segment of the program, kind of look at what's going on in our world and how we should respond as believers, like a, like a Christian worldview. And, um, you know, Brad, <laughs> something pretty unprecedented happening happened yesterday. Yeah, and you and I, by the way, uh, Doug mm-hmm. said this is a program. Uh, early on when we started this program, uh, I would often call it a show. Yeah, our, the, the, radio, the SWAT radio show. Do you remember that? Yeah, Doug. And, and it, to be honest, it is a program, but sometimes it is a show. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, you know we're we're sometimes shooting from the hip a little bit, and I think it's one of the kind of fun things about our first little segment of this program is uh, what is going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, pretty unprecedented stuff yesterday. Yeah, well, it's uh, pretty big, and let me tell you why it's big. Because our country, something happened that has never happened. They they did a search warrant on the home of former President Trump in a blatant, I mean, it's, it's obviously blatantly politically motivated because already 
they're coming out and people are saying that the Trump raid, the Trump raid is what they're calling it, could bar him from running for re-election, citing some kind of U.S. code. So it, it is that is just unprecedented. If you can't beat them at the polls, then you beat them by cheating, I guess. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are calling me saying, what's going on? What's the FBI doing? You were an FBI agent. Did you know about it? Look, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I haven't been in the FBI in years. Um, but, you know, I will tell you, since Robert Mueller, the uh, not not the street agents, but a lot of the upper agents in the agency of the FBI have have really made a lot of bad choices. In fact, Andrew McCabe was on some news channel last night who he should be in jail, not on a news channel because of what he did. And listen, like or dislike President Trump, uh, it does. It's not about him. If it was reversed, if what they did to him, they did to any other president, let's say they did that to Barack Obama or to, you know, Bill Clinton, uh, people would be up in arms uh, over that. Because it, it just it was politically motivated. There's nothing. Uh, the whole thing has been they've been trying to listen from. It's obvious when you look at a guy like Hunter Biden and they actually have hard evidence they had and did nothing with Hillary Clinton. They had hard evidence they did nothing with. So this so, gets Doug. I mean, doesn't this get to our Fourteenth Amendment? Oh yeah, uh, and you know, sadly, um, I think many people don't know what that is and. It, it is basically the uh, that no state shall deny to any person within its jurisdiction equal protection of the law. It's it's equal justice under the law. Well, there's that's just a not bias. what we're getting. No, we're not getting equal justice. And so let's talk about that for a second. So how are we as believers to respond to that in a country where we're free, you know, to at least make our voices heard? At least you used to be uh, mm-hmm. until social media shut you down. But anyway, um, well, you know, this morning, Brad, I was teaching on the west side of town on Revelation 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible is a book of hope, but it's also a book of judgment. Yeah. And a lot of times today, people in our country, they kind of they tend to categorize uh, God into two different capacities. They view the Old Testament view of God as a God of judgment and the New Testament view of God as a God of grace. Well, God is a God of grace and judgment. He's hopeful, mm-hmm. but he's going to judge the wicked. He's going to judge the evil. And in Revelation 16, what I taught this morning, you see the final wrath of God coming before Jesus comes back. And the even though the gospel has been preached and there are a lot of people following, uh, mankind reaches kind of a zenith of sin, mm-hmm. demonic influence, and rebellion against God. I, I would say when you look at our culture, we're, we're at a place where we see that. Sure. We see people who are codifying against God's law. They're trying to pass laws that codify the protection of what God calls sinful behavior um, and and saying that if you don't honor that, then you're hateful. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that if you don't buy into somebody's delusion 
you're being hateful. And, and, and you don't affirm that illu- uh, delusion. And let me just say what I shared with the guys this morning uh, from, from God's word. We are to be a people who stand for truth. We are his light in a dark world. And so when our culture is holding up darkness as the standard, we as believers have to say, no, we stand for truth. The truth is abortion is murder. The truth is that men should not marry men. The truth is that if you're born a male and you have a male anatomy, that no matter what you do surgically, you're still going to have the DNA of a male. Mm-hmm. And you're a man. You're not a she. And and to affirm that is unloving and unkind as much as right. they think and want to you to buy into that delusion and so that's what i shared all that is going to keep building and then god's going to release the total wrath and i mean like when i was reading that this morning and just reading it out loud for people i was thinking about all the seas and the oceans and the natural waters the springs everything turning to blood and think about that, Brad. Hmm. There's no water supply. How long can you last with no water supply? Yeah, not very long. Three days. Yeah. That's it. So it means it's going to come quick when that yeah. happens. Well, you, you obviously taught through Revelation 16. So the seven bold judgments right there. And they are coming like staccato. It's yeah. very quick. They come quick. And here's the thing. Up until about 16 verses 10 and 11. It says twice in that passage, they cursed God and they did not repent, which means they had an opportunity to repent. Exactly. And he is gracious even in the midst of those attention givers. Yeah, even there. He's still there. And so, you know, if you you are a believer and you look around and you're, you're frustrated, you see our world, there's verses in the Bible that say God laughs at leaders who think they're above his law. He laughs at them. Uh, Leaders who mock him. I remember Joseph Stalin, right before he died, raised up off of his bed and shook his fist at God in in one act of defiance at the end of his life and then perished into eternal damnation as a guy who never affirmed a love for Jesus. Because, listen, you're you're not condemned to hell because of what you do. You're condemned to hell because you reject Messiah. Mm-hmm. You reject Jesus. And as I look at what they did with Trump or what they do, you know, I heard today a friend of mine in law enforcement called me and told me they're actually uh, trying to do now a search warrant on DeSantis as well because they're afraid of DeSantis, uh, which goes to show you, listen, Ron DeSantis was, I think he was a prosecutor. He has been uh, an above board governor uh who cares about the people he's a military guy he is he's a navy guy and you know he serves at a lot of derision from the people around him that disagree with his ideology and so we need to pray for governor DeSantis, pray for our leaders and pray that the believers will stand for truth and not bow down to the gods of culture yeah boy we're doing that aren't we i mean it's just sad well, listen, we are so glad you've joined us today. Again, we got a book for you, those in Meridian, Mississippi. 
at 1010 a.m. If you're listening on 1010 a.m. in Meridian, Mississippi, call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you live from the Salem Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. If you want to call 844-777-7928, we'll have you on live. Any any conversation you want to engage us in, we're we're totally open to that. And that's one of the unique things about SWAT Radio is it's it's a live broadcast. And yesterday was our first day back from our summer break, and we've got uh we're going to spend about 4 weeks in the Gospel According to Jesus, written by John MacArthur. And uh, what a great book. I think this, um, Doug, I think the one you have over there, isn't that the second generation of that book? Uh, it's actually, I think, a third expanded. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because uh, he, he, he did a third expanded version of it. And, you know, the the next four or five weeks, we're, we're doing the Gospel According to Jesus, looking at Jesus' own words in the Gospels about knowing God the Father, what it means to be in the right relationship with him. And this week we're focusing on the supremacy of God in salvation, the the sovereignty of God in salvation. Uh, in fact, Paul wrote about it in Ephesians 1. Brad read it yesterday. In him we were predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. And we just talked about how people struggle with this whole concept of God choosing them and not choosing somebody else. And we we, we get all worked up about it instead of being grateful that he chose anybody Mm -hmm. because none of us are worthy, but he does choose some and well, Doug, I'm, I, I want to stop you for a second because I think it's important. You know, so many people, when it comes to this particular topic, they just want to 
you know, get through it as fast as they can and not really stop and, and discuss it. You know, do you remember, Doug, the first time you came across this text or any of the texts we're going to look at throughout the next three or four weeks that kind of make you go, what? Well, you bristle a little bit you because you, because where we, we are raised, Brad, in a culture that has really idolized our own self-determination and our own free will rule, yeah. self-rule. Right. I call it self-rule. I do too. Well, and I think my point is if you're listening uh, this week and over the next three or four weeks, as we kind of dig into this topic, listen, and if you're struggling with it, that's okay. Uh, here's a great opportunity to, to kind of pull up a chair <laughs> and, and, and listen. And we don't have all the answers. Uh, these, these are things Doug and I have probably wrestled with. They're things that lots of people there. Listen, there are great, good theologians over the past, over the centuries who have debated this issue. And, uh, and I think it's important to really kind of get these things worked out in your mind and in your heart and to understand what is it, Job, who said, can you fathom the mysteries of God? Mm. Can you probe the limits of the almighty? Listen, we can't. I remember early on, Doug, you and I used to talk about can you can you plumb the depths of Almighty oh, God? You, you, you no. can't. But I, you know, Brad, I go to one of the verses that is probably central to my theology in First Peter two, when he says, and it goes all the way back to Exodus. God says the same thing to His people through Moses: "You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood." Well, stop just for a second. You're chosen for a purpose. And you and I probably both grew up believing we made the choice to choose mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. We chose him, and and we chose to follow him, and it, and it puts it in our court. Yes, we have a responsibility. I'm not denying that. But God initiated, and we were dead in our trespasses, right. Paul says. Right. What can a dead person do? Mm-hmm. A dead person does nothing yeah. but lay yeah. there, and God breathes life into us and draws us to himself, and we have a responsibility to respond. And he says, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into light. And so he calls us to deploy us. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of, okay, I'm on the ship now going to heaven. It's a matter of he calls us to use us. And so we have been raised in a culture that really was a byproduct, I think, of a lot of the 1800s, even Charles Finney. And I believe Charles Finney loved the Lord. I believe he led a lot of people to the Lord. But unfortunately, with the mass altar calls, there were obviously a lot of superficial mm-hmm. conversions, and you see that. Listen, if somebody at a Billy Graham crusade is walking down, they're bebopping down to the front, laughing and joking it up, going with their friend, just following along with everybody else. They don't really understand the depth of their sin. Mm-hmm. They don't understand mm-hmm. that they need Jesus. Well, how do you appropriate a cure if you don't even know you're sick? Right. You don't want to. You don't really care that much about the cure. You may go stand in line to get it. But it ain't going to have any meaning for you if you don't really believe you're sick. Mm-hmm. And so God is sovereign over our salvation and the fact that before time began, he knew those that were his. 
And his plan unfolded throughout history in the Bible is a revealing of starting with Adam, the very first man, that plan as it unfolded to include, even all the way back in Genesis 3, Jesus, who would be the one who would stomp on Satan's head. Mm -hmm. Satan would bite at his heel, but he would stomp his head. And, And even the fact that God foreshadowed that man would need a sacrifice because Adam and Eve were, what, naked, and he had to kill an animal to cover him with an animal skin, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the whole sacrificial system in the Old Testament was nothing more than a picture book, a flannel graph, if you will, to show what God was going to do through his son Jesus. And when Jesus came, he showed us what it looked like to live in that right relationship with God, completely dependent upon him to do his will every day. Not his will, but what the Father's will was. And I think for us as believers, that's the hardest thing in this culture is to really contemplate and hear God's will, to read his word. You know, we shared this stat on here before. Less than 90, like like less than 10% of the men who call themselves Christians spend more than an hour uh, in a whole year reading the Bible. That's that's a, a insane. Well, in the the verse you uh, quoted a minute ago, was it First Peter? First Peter two First nine, Peter I think 2, it is. 9, yeah. It, and I don't have it in front of me that you're a chosen race, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you. So twice, once He says you're a chosen race, once He says you're called. Uh, to proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness and into light. Doug, what is it, 97% of those who claim to know Christ have ever shared Christ, have ever proclaimed the gospel? Yes. And, I mean, I, I think about that. You gave a great kind of picture of somebody walking down the steps of a stadium onto the onto the field at a Billy Graham crusade or uh, whatever it might be, and Listen, Doug, I'm one who did that, not at a Billy Graham crusade, but at a crusade in Houston, Texas at Tully Stadium in 1981. Wow. And I remember uh, sitting, and I'd been at church my whole life, Doug, and at the top of the Tully Stadium, you're probably familiar with that stadium, yeah. probably one of the bigger you know, high school stadiums in the state of Texas, which they're big. They're all big because they play football. And, and I remember showing up that day, didn't really have an idea what I was going to and for the first time in my life, and this is no discredit to the preachers and the ministers who had preached the gospel prior to that, but that night, Doug, in the summer of 81, these ears heard the gospel mm-hmm. for the first time. Now, I think that's, I mean, correct me if my theology is wrong, God had prepared my heart for my ears to hear it and for my heart to receive it. Mm-hmm. This gospel truth. Yes. And not only that, he called me. It, literally, I, I tell people this before when I'm able to share my testimony, is it was almost like an out-of-body experience. I was this shy kid who wouldn't stand up in front of anybody or raise my hand in school even because I didn't want to give the wrong answer. And here I am at the top of a stadium, tears flowing down my eyes, Friends of friends but you, all but around see, me, but 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 see, you just said something. 
why why were tears coming out of your eyes? I was broken. You I, were broken. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. If you watch some of, watch some of the crusade footage, and you, I, I I watch some of those things, and you see people just be bopping down the steps with their friends, almost jo- jokingly mm. going down there, and and Brad, that's a very different picture than what you're painting right. about your right. own experience. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying that for a lot of people, think about how Jesus, and that's the focus of the week, is how did Jesus share the gospel? Right. How, did he talk about self-esteem and you're valuable? <laughs> and, you know, um, listen, um, we, we want to make a discipleship look enticing to people. We want to make it look good. We want them to have fun. I've actually heard churches talk about we make Jesus fun. Could you see the Apostle Paul or any of the disciples making Jesus fun when you talk about an issue that sent him to a cross that crucified him? See, this is the thing that when you think about those kind of statements and where we've come as a culture, and I think as we as we contemplate how we got here, I think one of the reasons that we use that is we've gotten away from using what Christ used. He talked about a doulos. A doulos is not a servant. It's a slave. slave. Right. And because of the negative connotations of slave, you look through a lot of translations and you won't see it translated slave. But the difference is a servant offers or gives service to someone. A slave is owned by someone. Mm -hmm. And there's verses in the Bible that talk about he owns you. He bought you with a price. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we get away from that, a lot of that that push we're seeing in our culture is about self-esteem, making it acceptable, attractive, and it's very pragmatic. And we've gotten away from the sovereignty of God. That's why this issue is so important. Yeah, and I'm glad. Well, back to my point. I'm glad we're tackling it. I think it's important for us as we uh, share Christ with others because it's a it's a hot topic, if you know what I mean. So glad you joined us today. If you want to, you got a question or a comment, email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's a s k at swatradio.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Radio Brad Sykes and Doug McCary, and uh, that is such a great tune. Every time I hear that song, I want to start singing. And Doug, if you weren't in here, I probably would. Are, are you a guy who sings? I know you like. I to love sing, to sing. Yeah, I do. but will you sing in front of me? I don't know. Not, <laughs> I, not today. I, I won't do it today. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good at singing in the car by myself. But if anybody else is there, I won't do it. Um, but hey. 
get back on track here. You know, we I was thinking about how we opened the first segment talking about this, the FBI, you know, breaking into Trump's house and in Mar-a-Lago. And I was thinking even that, you know, that even those kind of things are part of the sovereignty of God. They are. The sovereignty of God runs throughout everything, mm-hmm. everything that's going on from start to finish. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Before the foundations of the earth, it says, yeah. he chose you. Well, you know, I was thinking about the um, the sovereignty of God and the glory of God. I mean, man's highest purpose is what? God's glory. Yes. Why? You know, we we say that a lot of times, and it almost seems selfish that God would... Well, like it, it, I mean, it's wrong for us to be self-centered, right? But it's not wrong for God to be self-centered because he is the center of the universe. He created the universe. Um, and if, if it's our chief end to glorify him, his chief end is to bring glory to his name as well. Right. And, and so when we think about that, uh, I, I love the way, um, you know, the reformists, they, they kind of answer this question. The ultimate answer to everything is to glorify God. Why did God create you and me? Can you pop these passages up real quick? Now think about this. Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. Go to Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. Um, Give me a minute. That's okay. Uh, Isaiah 43. I'm going to say it a couple of times for people that might be listening to write it down if they want to. Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. Why did God create us? Read that. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of, of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. Yeah. We... We were created for his glory. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you may personally be struggling with out there. Maybe maybe you're having relational issues. Maybe you have financial issues. Maybe you have health issues. And, and you just wonder, why am I here? Why am I going through these struggles? It's all for God's glory. And when he takes you, like we shared yesterday, through the valleys... God's glory shines brightest when faith is is demonstrated mm-hmm. in the midst of trial. Mm-hmm. When you do not bow to the culture, you don't bow down to any other idols, but you bow your knee to the one true living God, Yahweh, and you say, God, though you slay me, still I will praise you, as Job yeah. said. Yeah. And uh, look this verse up, Brad. Um, Romans 9.17. <laughs> Love that one. Romans 9, 17. Why did God raise up Pharaoh? Think about it. The greatest reminder to God's people throughout the Old Testament of his glory and his sovereignty was Egypt. Because Pharaoh at that time was seen as the one who controlled that part of the world. And people were afraid of him. He ruled with an iron fist. And God allowed him to do things to his people. And you go, why did he raise up Pharaoh for that? Read Romans nine seventeen. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you 
and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So he, if he didn't allow Pharaoh to rise up, then it would not have been such a great thing, all those plagues and, and miracles he did to lead his people out of bondage. That was one of the greatest single deliverances in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to Exodus 14.4. We're doing like Bible yeah. trivia here. Exodus 14.4. Why did God defeat Pharaoh? And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will pursue them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host. Mm-hmm. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, and they did so. So so even defeating Pharaoh was for his glory. Raising him up was for his glory. You know, maybe you're out there and you pray and you go, God doesn't hear my prayers. Well, there are things that hinder our prayers to God, but he hears them, but he may not respond to them, but he does answer our prayers at times. John four fourteen thirteen, and John fourteen. He he. Remember, it's right after John thirteen. They the disciples. He just told them, "Hey, you're going to betray me. You're going to desert me," and they're all troubled. He says, "Don't let your heart be troubled." At the beginning of John fourteen. But then in John fourteen thirteen he says this. Read it, Brad. Yeah, it says, uh, <clears throat> whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So people take that and they say, well, I ask in the name of, of, right. of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they just say in Jesus' name at the end, they think that's a magic formula. When he talks about praying in his name, he's talking about praying in his will. Yeah. And being connected so closely to his will that when you ask for something, he will grant it for the glory of the Father. Mm. And throughout the scriptures, you see this principle. I mean, whether it's uh, the centurion, you know, who had a sick servant who said, Lord, you don't even have to come to my house. Just say it and it'll be so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That guy was so tuned in that he knew who was going to heal his servant, and he just said, you don't even have to come, just speak it. Yeah, that That's an amazing, and Jesus said, I haven't seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. Um, you know, what's God's plan for the earth? Habakkuk 2.14, this will be the last one I'm you go to, Habakkuk 2.14. What's God's plan? We talked about his plan in Ephesians. What's his plan, Brad? Yes, it's for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Hmm. Well, this is a problem if 97% of the people that call themselves people aren't sharing stories of the one true living God and how Hmm. that living God has changed their life. If you're content just to hear and uh, to superficially pray a prayer and then go back to living rule by your own self and not allowing Christ to have his proper place of leadership in your life. You may be one of those people that hear, Lord, Lord, depart. You say, Lord, Lord, and he says, depart. I never knew you. And and so, so many people, you know, Brad, you said it yesterday. People say, my God wouldn't do that. Or my God is this way, or my God. You know, if we try to change who God is from what the Bible portrays him as, that's the supreme idolatry. That is that is the ultimate 
uh, idolatry. Um, it, 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 it is. We want a God made in our image. Yes. Not uh, us made in God's image. Yeah. We want to make sure that when we pray, we pray to the God Yahweh, the God of the Bible, not the God of my making, not the God of, uh, well, my God would never send anybody to hell. I've heard that. Have you ever heard oh, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my God would love people even in spite of their sin and let them, you know, they can do whatever they want. He made them that way. Really? Uh, no, sin impacts the world. And just like my daughter had a faulty heart when she was born in the world. She had a faulty physical heart. She had a faulty spiritual heart. And we all come into the world with a faulty spiritual heart. And what happens is, unless that heart is changed from a heart of stone and self-rule to a heart of flesh and being ruled by the Most High God through the Son, uh, that heart is destined for eternal damnation. And uh, that's that's just. That's just <clears throat> justice. And that's like when I was reading in Revelation this morning. God is a God of love and justice. And why would Jesus have to die on the cross if you didn't have to repent of anything, rejecting the world and receiving him because he's worthy of our receivership. He's worthy mm-hmm. of our following. I mean, him going to the cross and dying, mm-hmm. I mean, what else does he have to do to show that he's worthy? Yeah. I mean, that that was, people say, well, Jesus, I, sometimes I get frustrated. I, I think you and I have talked about this before with the, the song Above All by Michael W. Smith because he says, well, he was thinking of me above all. no. <laughs> He was thinking of the Father's glory Hmm. and obedience to the Father. Doesn't mean he didn't love you. Doesn't mean he wasn't thinking of you. But the most overriding concern to the Son at all times was the glory of the Father. And, Doug, I think that, and maybe we can talk about this in the last segment, is how understanding, not uh, not only understanding God's sovereignty, but understanding that his purpose is his glory, that when we understand that, it changes how we view life, period. It, 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 it changes how you view struggles, trials, difficulties, uh, sickness, uh, pain. You ever had any pain? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Emotional pain, family pain, all the pain. Well, you're just talking about perspective, aren't you? Right. And so it doesn't mean we sit back and we're, hey, let's just clap. I'm so glad I'm going through this. But when we understand why we are going through it, that it ultimately is for God's glory. Yes, it is for our sanctification, our transformation. But our transformation is actually what brings God glory. Mm-hmm. And I think when it, we get our heads around that concept, it's, uh, it's, very, it's been very helpful for me. Romans 11.36 says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Well, here, do you think that believers, well, let's say not believers, uh, does fallen sinful man have the moral and spiritual ability to pursue God 
on his own. Mm. Think about that. that Glad you joined us. SWAT Radio will take a quick break and be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary. And uh, we are glad you joined us here at SWAT Radio today. You can call us uh, here during this last segment if you'd like. You can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you have comments or questions, uh, we check that regularly and would love to uh, help you out there. So, um, Doug, what a what a hot topic. Uh, one, as I said earlier in the broadcast, that I think a lot of people would just soon kind of uh, run an option around yeah. and uh, and let's avoid this topic because it's a hot topic. We're not diving into it because it's a hot topic. We're diving into it because it's, it's important to your growth, to your, to your faith. Uh, it, Doug, have you ever heard, you ever, you're, you're an expository teacher. Yeah. What, what if you were teaching through Ephesians and you got to Ephesians one and you go, yeah, I don't really want to teach that, but yet that happens a lot of times, Doug, that happens. It happens a lot. Uh, in fact, today when I was teaching through, um, Revelation 16, that's hard to teach because it is it is really harsh of what, what's going to happen in our world. It's sad to think about that the majority of people that are going to be alive at that time when it takes place are going to be cast into everlasting darkness. I mean, they, they are they are destined for eternal torment. Well, and, and, and don't you think we tend to think of that as Okay, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be bad. We just don't understand. That's for eternity. Mm-hmm. Think about what's even going to happen at the Battle of Armageddon, which you those are that's what's happening there as those seven bowls are un, 
are emptied out. Yeah. Just the bloodshed that's going to it's a it's a bloodbath literally. Yeah. It's it, it is. It is well, and it's interesting as I was teaching today from 16 the angel said that it is right that these people have to drink blood because they shed the blood of the saints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I shared that I had never really thought about was isn't it interesting that God takes the people that shed the blood of his saints and made them drink blood. Cause listen, if you're thirsty enough, you'll drink anything mm. and everything was blood mm-hmm. and it wasn't just blood. He said the blood of the sea was like the blood of a dead man. That means it's coagulated. It's thick. It's murky. It's awful. But if you're thirsty enough, you'll drink it. Even, even if it's terrible, cause you're just so thirsty and, and it says, still, they cursed God and did not repent. But what was interesting was they killed the saints and, and shed their blood. And God says, you're going to have to drink blood. And it made me think, well, Pharaoh tried to drown all the babies. What happened to Pharaoh's army? Yeah, they drowned. They drowned. Um, you know, H- Haman wanted to kill Mordecai, <laughs> wanted to hang him on a gallows. Who hung on that gallows? Mm-hmm. Mordecai. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Haman. Haman. Uh, Saul refused to kill the Amalekites like he was supposed to. Do you know who killed Saul? An Amalekite. Yeah. Had Saul done what he was supposed to, he wouldn't have died at the hand of an Amalekite. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's going to be justice. But, you know, I asked the question before we went to break. Given the choice... Uh, do people who were sinful and fallen, pre-gener- you know, regenerate by Christ and by the Spirit, have the moral and spiritual ability to to incline toward God? And you know, on the break, you said no. It, it would be like a thief looking for a police officer. How often does that happen? <laughs> Thieves don't look for police officers; they run from police officers. Why? Because they know. What they've done is wrong. We well, they may look at them, look for them to avoid them. Yes, they they look for them to avoid them, and so, apart from the Holy Spirit's work in our life, none of us come. Brad, I gave you read this yesterday, uh, Matthew eleven twenty seven, such a beautiful verse mm-hmm. and reminder of where our salvation comes from. Uh, yeah, let me read that. Okay. Uh, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, Jesus, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. I mean, it, it can't be any more plain than that. And we, you know, we were created by God for this dependent relationship, an intimate relationship a relationship and partnership where we put God on display in the world around us as his light shining light in darkness and, and bringing glory to his name as we respond to adversity, to bad circumstances, even attacks of the enemy mm-hmm. and putting him on display in this hurting world because he's in control of it all. Yeah. And when we understand that, it makes it so much uh, easier perspective-wise right. to deal with those adverse conditions. Yeah, and that's what I was saying before we went on the break is 
understanding the supremacy and the sovereignty of God and his ultimate purpose is his glory, it helps us to understand in the midst of trials, why why did James say, consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials? Mm. He said, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance and let endurance have its perfect result that you may be complete, lacking in nothing. God's God's purpose is his glory, but his glory is going to come as a result of our faithful dependence upon him and our obedience to him. And and listen, we don't sit behind these mics as ones who are completely obedient. Uh, (laughs) I have been disobedient in so many times, in so many ways, in so many seasons of my life. But yet, Doug, as I see trials that come into our life, it gives me perspective and it re- it's a reminder that even God allowed this to come into my life. Your your friend, I think, is it Eddie who's over in Meridian, Mississippi? He was. It's Bill. Bill's his son. Oh, Eddie okay. was his dad. Uh, or, or your friend who you ran into. Oh, oh you're talking about Eddie Hunt. Yes. Yeah, Eddie. You know, who's going through some difficult times. Yeah. You know, you 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 think about those situations and our hearts break for that it's part of the the broken and fallen world that we live in but god is in the process of of restoring that world and and the reality is he's doing that in our hearts and in our lives as we become dependent upon him mm-hmm. and you know whether it's rachel your daughter rachel with heart issues uh graham my grandson you can look at these things that are happening, and we have to go back to God's Word. What does God's Word tell us? Yeah. what? It, see, the, God's Word is our authority. Brad, look up John fifteen sixteen, and as you're looking that up, we're getting near the end. I, I want to let our listeners know, tomorrow, Grant Castleberry, who is the senior pastor at Capital Community Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, is going to be joining me here, and he is uh, an expository teacher. He graduated from uh, uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, graduated from Texas A&M. He was a Marine, hoorah. And, uh, A&M? Yeah. Uh, and so he, he is, he is going to be sharing tomorrow on this issue of God's sovereignty. But, you know, as we kind of finish up um, – the the view of God that we should have as we share the gospel with others is our point of contact with people who are not believers is creation. God made you. Not God loves you. God made you. He, created. he has authority over your destiny. Yes, he loves you, and but he's holy, and he's able to empower you to know him if you will yield to that and allow him to do what he wants to do, the persons of uh, the Trinity work in harmony and salvation is accomplished for and applied to the same people. Like he, he's a king who wants to save you. you got to yield to him. And some people out there are going, well, you know, it's our choice. I want you to hear what the apostle John said in John 15, 16. This is, this is what um, uh, Jesus is saying, recorded by the Apostle John. Read it, Brad. Yeah, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit 
and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This this is such an important principle for us that we're not even able to cooperate with God's grace, according to Augustine, unless God gives us the grace to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what do you do? What do you do if you're out there and you go, I don't feel anything. I don't feel ask. The problem with the people in Revelation 16 is they had all these bad things happen and they cursed God, the one who was had the power to change it, and it says they did not repent. Repent is a spiritual word which literally just means a change of heart about the direction you're going, a change of a heart about your loyalty. Lord, I don't want to rule my life anymore. I don't even know what it means to fully know you, but I'm yielding today. I'm giving you my heart. I'm yielding it to you. You know, that's why if you look at Jesus, Jesus never said to somebody, hey, I want you to ask me into your heart. Mm-hmm. He said, follow me. Yeah. Follow me. And as people followed him, what did they do? Did the disciples blow it? Of course they did. But they learned what it meant to be in the right relationship with God till they got to the point where they fell on their face and said, Lord, we can't do it apart from you. That's the biggest thing is to know you need Jesus. And it begins with understanding that he created us for that relationship. God is the sovereign creator. Amen. Amen. Enjoyed it, Doug. Listen, join uh, tomorrow. Tune back in. uh, And you got a great guest tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. And I'll be back on Thursday. Yes, sir. All right. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirit.